Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Why did you call it the two-ounce game? Uh, yesterday, all-time great game. One of the worst viewing experiences I will ever have, or apparently other parents are telling me it's just going to continue. Terry Pluto on where Kyrie Irving sits historically with the Cleveland Cavaliers and Cavs fans at 8 o'clock. Tell me. Tell me how this all went down. Uh, I I don't don't understand. It all started uh, very calmly. We had uh, the new baby Mason on track. We have a routine we're attempting to establish. As you know, Kenny, that could be an exercise in futility. Uh, We're still at the three-week mark, so, you know, they're going to have a mind of their own. This could happen for the next six months. I don't know, but there was a big Cavs game. So I told the wife, hey, Cavs are on at 7. She's like, well, what about The Bachelor? We had it recorded from... The night before, it's a two-hour episode. Everyone is. So how are we going to get through that? Uh, she's like, all I was hoping for was a chance to come down and we could watch this together. We're not doing anything as a couple. Um, the marriage has been thrown in tumult through uh, this process, which, you know, we were warned about. So they're like, well, you got to find got to find one-on-one time with your wife. You've got to be able to do that once you put the kids to bed. Well, Mason was having other ideas yesterday, but I'm like, I got to watch the Cavs game. So she was already annoyed with that. Um, and then it was a, a problem with trying to get the baby to sleep. It was like an hour, of hour and a half of colic. She was upstairs doing her stuff with other baby Izzy. I'm like, all right, well, I'm getting excited to watch Cavs at seven. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Well, the baby kept screaming, kept crying, inconsolable. There was nothing we could do. So there was a big debate that raged on whether or not to give the baby two ounces early as opposed to waiting another hour to do the four ounces. Okay. That, that became... A, well, he's crying. Just feed him. Um, but the the concern, of course, from Sarah was if I feed the baby the two ounces there, then it's going to throw the entire night into calamity, and then the next night, and then there's going to be no sleep, and then the next week, and then the next month, and the next year, and by high school graduation, she's going to get kicked out of school, and he's going to get kicked out of school. We're just going to have a disaster scenario. So we had a huge Looks brawl. Looks like you're going to have to name your son Hunter. We had We had a huge brawl. Did not go well. 
And I ended up having to put The Bachelor on for most of the third and fourth quarter. So I had to play catch up well into the wee hours of the night to watch this game. Hence me being very late to Twitter. Good God. I'm talking about, yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. It's the two. So that's the two odds game. It's forever for me going to be the two odds game because we had a big bare knuckles brawl, figuratively Man. speaking, about what we were going to feed the baby and when. I don't know how to figure that out for you. I did that. That's. We it's didn't either. A 7:45 FML. I, I I don't even know where to begin on that. I'm trying to go. I just when they cried, I just gave them what they needed. If they mm-hmm. needed change, if they needed to put down, was, if they got if they had to eat, they needed belched, whatever it that was. That was my opinion. Uh, that was not her opinion. But she's up on everything, and and her life is going to be more impacted because I go to work today. I go to work for the show. She's going to be left holding the bag. <laughs> She's going to be, it's like when the, when the college Fair. program, like, like who's the new head coach at Michigan? <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Which? Who's the new head coach at Michigan Tron football? Moore. Tron Moore. Yeah. He's left dealing with all, Jim Harbaugh yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, give him milk. I'm out of here. <laughs> enjoy. He likes milk with a steak anyway, so yeah. it makes sense. Like, hey, you guys enjoy. I'm taking 30 what? kids to the what? NFL with me. And, oh, by the way, you're going to get NCAA Fair. Fines, suspensions, it's good who stuff. knows what's going to happen, but good luck. So, obviously, I, I, I do understand Sarah's point of view, but it ruined the game for me. It ruined what, what was an all-time Cavs game night for me. I'm sorry. So, it wouldn't be in your top five then? No, it is. I'm it not def- trying to do power It definitely rankings. is. I definitely got to watch it, but I uh, the, the, the crappy thing is what's great about these games, whether it's the Browns, Guardians, whatever it is, you're watching a communal experience both with your friends through text messages and also on Twitter. That's what's great about these games when you have them timed up is that everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's watching the game. You have so many different ways to engage with the people, the listeners of the show. That's happening too. As Max Drew starts hitting threes, you know for sure I'm getting tweets. So all that stuff is lost when I have to watch the game an hour and a half later. Of all the games that you've seen, and I'm, I, I want to leave it regular season like because in, in, it makes it harder. Of all the games, so you you did see the game. You understand how yeah. special it was, the oh, yeah. atmosphere, the excitement, everybody get, getting involved in it. Of all the games that you've seen, regular season, is this top five to you? Is this up there historically? And I'm not talking Cavs. I'm talking everything that you've seen in Cleveland. Yeah, and do we do we have to we have to almost compartmentalize playoffs because LeBron gave us. Seven different years, right? Of amazing. And that's why I left the playoffs playoff. out. That's why yeah. I left the playoffs out of it. So if you and and obviously the '95 Indians, '97 Indians. I mean, the list goes on for great playoff games that all just because they're in the playoffs. Yeah, of course, that game has to be on there. It just has to. I, I I immediately in my mind I went to the 2001 12 run comeback against the Mariners because I'll I'll never that's forget that. The first game. thing I wrote down. I don't know how that's not. If you're old enough. I don't know how that game's not on the list. That's not supposed to happen in baseball ever. And even though that wasn't the 95, the 90, 17, 2001 team, I mean, that was still part of an era that was pretty damn special. And for it to happen and Kenny Lofton coming across home plate, always up there. That was the the first thing I wrote down of... I'm glad we were on the same page on that. The second thing I had, I had... Because I'm trying not to be revisionist here. The second one I had was... Or not revisionist, but uh, what what am I thinking of? What uh, uh prisoner, prisoner of the moment. moment? Yeah, prisoner of the moment. The second one I had there, right off the top of my head, was San Francisco 
this last year. I actually wrote that the down. The Jake Moody field, the missed field I goal. wrote it down. You wrote that down. And I'm okay. trying not to be two because it just happened. Will that game matter in 10 years? Probably not. Two other ones, and I don't remember exactly when it happened, but I want to say it was 95. No, I, I know the year it was 95. I don't know when in the season it happened in 95. Albert Bell hit a walk-off grand slam at home. I was watching that game at home. Uh, the my, I was a big Albert Bell fan, obviously. My dad was going nuts because I remember his whole thing is he'd never seen a, 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 a he had never seen a, a grand slam live. It had never happened. So that was a big deal. That's I cool, think, yeah. They beat the Angels and it was like, oh, this team might be special here. The whole play, the place is packed. They're going nuts. I don't remember when it happened then because, I, yeah, I mean, I'm nine years old when that July went July 18th, 1995. This was against the, I was right, against the Angels? Was it against the Angels? Against uh, Big Lee Smith and the Angels. Yeah. Alcohol hadn't got to all that memory yet. All right. Yeah, uh, I know people are going to go where the Browns games, where the Browns games. Uh, obviously, they've had so they've had so I many. They've been on the other side of. Okay. Yeah, I I got another one here. Well, they've been on the other side of some of those games. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, oh, they've been on they've been on the other side of ten of them. I, I know that Brian Hoyer was in the news yesterday, and we have to. I you got to give us five minutes on that from yesterday. Just five minutes. I'm not trying to dig up the horse and bury him again. But the Thursday night game against the Bills where I think Brian got hurt and they ended up winning that game against the Bills cuz I was in the in 2013. Yes, right? I was yeah. in the I was in the radio booth for that one and like the place was shaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were going nuts. That's the infamous one with with Jimmy and Joe Banner up there in the booth, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, where everybody was laughing. Like that was a big deal. Um I want to say that that was the game that Brian got hurt, but that was still a big big game. So I would add Hoyer's comeback in Tennessee ahead of that because it I didn't would, even think about at the about time that. That's it right. had set a record and I don't know if that record I assume it's been eclipsed but they were down 28-3 I think that they won on the road and that was that was part of the uh, there were hosts on, on on the shows the next day on the station that were upset that that goes right back to what we were talking about because that meant that Johnny got pushed yeah. Johnny got pushed back one, well one you and I run William run because it meant, it meant playoffs. The, the playoffs. The that's game right. wasn't anything Major implications. That, that special. There wasn't anything that crazy in the game. The Steelers game, when they went to the playoffs in 2020, where Jimmy said, the only thing missing is all of you. Yeah. That was up there. I also had the Christmas game against Golden State. Kyrie hit the shot. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. That's I mean, a when good it comes one. to the Cavs, I thought that Day. was there. I, I thought that this was a only big game. Only cared about such a thing. What this was... But this was such a big – I used to hate it because I'm like, man, this is a holiday. I'm I supposed know. to take it easy, and they're playing Golden State, and I knew that everybody was going to overreact if they were to lose to Golden State. I never had a good feeling against them playing against twice State. a year. Exactly. And we had no other way to judge on how we thought that, that that version of the Cavs would do against that version of the Warriors. What goes so far with this game is because you did have Kyrie Irving on the floor, there's a seriousness to it, but because you fight back from it, I think people are looking for their moment to show them that this team is going to do something in the postseason. Because right now, there's 25 games left, and I think a lot of people are kind of have been twiddling their thumbs because they want it to be proven to them. Because I've seen a lot of stuff that I'm just going, man, you're looking for reasons to be cynical about this from some of the fans that have called in over the last few weeks. Now, to get that win, I think, matters a lot for the fans. This shows us exactly that you can do this against legitimate tested veterans that this can be a moment that we can build on. Well, I asked yesterday, I said, one of the issues that the Cavs have right now, and it's why no, no national people are going to pick you um, in, in a lot of these series is who, who, what, what is their, what's their breaking ball? What's their off speed pitch? 
who's their other guy after Donovan Mitchell? Because, yeah, Donovan can have great games. It's a playoffs. You're expecting Donovan to come through. Then what? It's not just going to be Donovan. He's not LeBron. You know, LeBron could just put an entire team, an entire city on his back. True. Donovan's really good. MVP candidate, absolutely. Last year, second team All-NBA. He's been he's been just everything you wanted him to be. There's only so much that he can do. But Last night, I asked who was going to be the other creator. Well, Garland had another bad game. Max Struess comes out of nowhere in a and way, does that. In a way, Anthony, it's it's where you you get tired of seeing Mitchell take this team to the next level. Because you like, know it's not going to be enough. you got to exactly, have more. you exactly. got to have other guys step up. Because I, I, the whole thing with the Knicks series was, hey, we can't make Donovan Mitchell do everything. He can't be doing this like to the point where people kind of got a little bit upset about him. We're starting to call him a ball hog. And it's like, well, he's got to do it because I don't know if anybody else is willing to step up. So there was a bit of a defense for Donovan Mitchell. So I, I needed something to show me that other guys could dig deep and, and get them a win. And that's what that meant a lot to me. Because before it was like, hey, we're going to beat all these teams that are still not as good as us, even against, like, Washington. You mess around with Washington. It's like, all right, we're done messing around here. We got to get this thing going. Like, they did the same thing against Detroit a few weeks weeks ago. Like, you had to have something there. And I think that this game really mattered a lot for what we're hoping to see in the postseason of, you guys are going to have to be tough. It just can't be Donovan Mitchell all day. 216-474-0092. We're, we're getting a lot of people throwing other regular season moments in there that are interesting. All right, I'll get those in there. Also, there's some people are getting in right now. It's last night's game, a game that gives you confidence for the postseason, or I'm not going to run you off. Is it just another game? Is it a, is it a, is it a big win, but is it just another game? Because I, I think that they showed something last night. 216-474-0092, and that thing they showed was toughness. We'll get to you guys on that, and we needed Daniel Jeremiah to do it. But yesterday, former Brown scout Daniel Jeremiah put the definition on what we're all thinking of one of the most important positions the Browns may need this offseason. Ken Carmen, Anthony Lima, take us with you to work on the free Odyssey app. So you told me a lot of responses were coming in. I, I got to tell you, uh, I did. there was a couple games that just Halloween trick-or-treating, the Tim Couch Hail Mary game, the Tyler Naquin inside the park home run, which one of those... One of the best shots of television cool I've moment. ever yeah, seen in my entire life. That was a very life. cool moment. One of the best camera angles, one of the best shots. Whoever was the camera guy there, whoever directed that was incredible. I mean, it was perfect. Worked out perfect for everybody involved. That was a really good one. I, last night, I mean, last night's up there. Historically, and it, I, it, it, to me, it means so much for the season. It means so much for other guys finding confidence within this team. Because I, one of the worries that I had with Max Strews, because I... I know I've been on the opposite end of you with Max Struess here over the last couple of months. I was worried about Max Struess because it's like, are we just telling ourselves heat culture and is he going to be like a guy from the Patriots who goes somewhere else and he just is a pumpkin? Jamie Collins is an insult to Max Struess. I'm not going to make that comparison, but I think a lot of people think of a lot of different guys who once they were no longer Patriots, it was just, who who are you? you? There was a mystique and now it's gone. And for Max Struess, I think some people were agreeing with you and wondering the same thing, even though, you know, I can make the whole argument. But now I can see, all right, there's there's confidence there. You know, Karis LeVert had been a little bit up and down here over the last couple of weeks. I thought he tried to play. I thought he did his best to close out defensively. I thought George Niang brought defense last night. There was a lot of other names that struck that stuck out to me. You know, Isaac Okoro, we got to have a different conversation about Isaac Okoro. I was ready to just trade him and give up. Yeah. And then... This year, it's like, well, I want him for his defense. Well, can he find a shot? 
Can we develop this guy still? And then, or- of course, because we had no timeouts, JB couldn't get him in the game on big defensive possessions. Mm. This is hilarious. And that's we, another conversation I, I think JB, about that. I, I think JB's done a terrific – just as quick aside, and we'll get back to that. JB's done a terrific job this year. I think he's going to be the coach of the year running. He, But it is a consistent thing that is going to be a problem in the playoffs. He never has timeouts at the end of games, so he can't go to his rotations. And people at this point still don't know – what his rotations are. I thought that was a miss yesterday, but when Max Struess does what he does, makes up for all of it. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Dan in like on Lake Milton. Congratulations on all your success. You're next up on the fan. Oh, I'm not sure about that, but <laughs> how you guys doing? I've been fishing on Lake Milton. It can be a very difficult time, and I've seen some of the places on Lake Milton very, very nice. Oh yeah, the McMansions. Yeah, I'm looking out at the water right now, but uh, I wasn't sure if you guys brought up the uh, the Bill Selby game. Bill sure Selby Bill game. Selby, where the hell did you pull that one from, Dan? Well, me and my dad are both huge Yankee fans, so I uh, got him tickets for Father's Day one year, and uh, oh, that's cool. that happened to be the game Ooh. we went to. <laughs> I bet you and Mitch got a well got along well on the phone there. Mitch is somehow a Guardian yeah, and a, a Grand uh, Slam, fan. Mariano Rivera. Interesting. Well, that's it, too. And and you know what? This Nobody hit that forget. guy. Nobody hit that guy ever for how long. It was it – was, it, that that was a feat in and of yeah. itself. True. Yeah, I think that was his only uh, walk-off Grand Slam he's ever given up, too. So, Dan, thank you very much for the call, my friend. I like I like Lake Milton. Nice, Eric. By the way, speaking of McMansions, I compared NFL franchises to whether or not they were brick homes, I had love good this. bones, or McMansions on the emerging podcast scene. You can find it, 923thefan.com. Find out if I think the Browns are a brick house, they have good bones, or they're a McMansion. Mm-hmm. On the emerging podcast scene, which you can listen to live with 923 The Fan Extra on the free Odyssey oh, app, they, brought uh... to you by Extend Technologies, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1015. You can go back and get it right now at 923thefan.com. Or were they a trendy farmhouse? Was there a cupola uh, at the top, how many spires? I mean, this was this was terrific podcasting. You, you need to go back and listen to it. You'll enjoy it. You will enjoy it. I can be sensuous. <laughs> Last night, we'll get back to, uh, we got Terry Pluto joining us today. So we're going to get back to the Cavs coming up a little bit later on. And Kyrie Irving was back in town and it was a, it was a nice homecoming, which I think is going to change. Hopefully hearing Terry at eight o'clock is going to change a couple of people's perspective about when he came back yesterday, and it, I think it changed mine. But that coming up at 8 o'clock. Daniel Jeremiah was on yesterday afternoon. We debated on whether or not Amari Cooper was a true number one earlier this week. Whether or not he's a number one just because he's the Browns' number one, or whether or not he's a legit number one wide receiver in this league. This is what he had to say first about Amari Cooper. There's some guys in the league that are 1.5s. Not quite a true one, but he's better than your twos. So he's like a one and a half. Like I would much rather have him paired up with a true one, and then he would play up. Like T. Higgins, you know, he's developed into being a good 1.5 receiver. Put a 1.5 next to a one in Jamar Chase. Holy cow. That changes your offense, changes the dynamic. So, you know, that's how I would describe Amari. I think, you know, he's a really solid player, a really good player, and we've seen him have monster games. But I don't know that that's the consistent fear that gets uh, put in the hearts of the teams you're playing each and every week like a true number one would. See, I think what I like about Daniel Jeremiah, and you can hear the entire interview, 92.3thefan.com, and I got another cut for, to play for everybody, too, if you missed it from yesterday afternoon. It was about 4 o'clock when he joined Nick. What I liked about that is that he found a way to define what everybody thinks. Like, there's something where you just see it, and you know it, and you really can't... Maybe you put it into words, but I think it's an emotion with everybody. The, the Jamar Chase 
we got to focus on Jamar Chase. The Justin Jefferson, we got to focus on Justin Jefferson. Where's where's 18 going to be on the field at any given time? Where's old number one at? And then other guys get brought into this. Because he gave his definition of what makes a number one wide receiver. And I mean, this is one of the top NFL scouts in, in recent history. And here's what Daniel Jeremiah has to say about it. I define it this way. I just think when it's third down and when you're in the red zone and when everybody in the stadium knows where the football's going and they can't stop you, that means you have a number one receiver. That's how I've defined it. Everybody has their different definition, but I think, you know, third down, middle of the field, you're down the red zone, everybody on defense, everybody on offense, everybody in the stadium knows where you're going to go with it and you can't do a darn thing about it. That to me is uh, that's a, that's a one. You agree with that? Why? Well, honestly, it seemed like you were disagreeing with me the other day because I had said that I, I think the number one wide receivers in this league, and maybe there were, I think I read maybe five. I was probably five distracted or, at the time. Give yeah, it to well, me just again. that there may, might have been five or six of them that truly keep defensive coordinators up at night. I don't think Amari Cooper is one of those. I think he is really, really good. He's that next rung of guys that if you, if you don't game plan for him at all, he has the opportunity to kill you. And in a lot of ways, he's death by a thousand cuts. He's not hes not traditionally a guy where, hey, if we get the ball to Amari Cooper on the right slant, he's gone. Or if we if they line him up here and we forget about him for two seconds or there's a mismatch with a certain linebacker, he's gone. That's what you see in, in Tyree Kill. That's, that's what you see in some of the guys that, you know, I listed the other day, mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, the last few years, Philadelphia. I mean, my God, you have to account for him on every play if there's one slip up. Gone. Jamar Chase, clearly, this clearly is- that guy. Diggs, when when he's in the right state of mind, yeah. is that guy. Maybe Justin Jefferson. I don't know. We got into the Rams wide receivers, and I think you maybe said Cooper Cup at this stage, maybe not him anymore. I mean, but, yeah, I think a lot of people would disagree with me on that still. I think I have to make myself abundantly clear when I didn't the other day. I don't believe you're going to get a number one this offseason. I don't believe there's a trade, and I think the only the only way you get a number one is if you take a guy in that second-round pick at 54 or 55 and you luck your way into that guy being a legit, scary, number one wide receiver. Almost the same way we could talk about Cooper Cup, for crying out loud. Like you, T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Fuck your way into something like that. Tyreek Hill had extenuating circumstances coming out of college, but CeeDee Lamb was a high pick. Justin Jefferson was a big deal. Like, these are guys that you kind of know. The only way I think you get a number one now is if you get if you get lucky. If that's it. Or if there is a guy, because if you have guys that strike real fear in anybody's hearts, they're not going to be made available. Because Amari Cooper, like, I can say what I want to about Jerry Jones and how maybe he doesn't see the forest for the trees or anything. I like Amari Cooper, and I don't want to turn it into, well, we got to get a number one. Well, <laughs> it almost turns into, hey, we got food at home. We got, we got Amari Cooper at home. And Amari Cooper's done a great job between the 20s of getting you into the red zone getting your drive started, getting you that first first down to get things going. And he's made some sensational plays to save games for this team. Overall, do I put him in that ex- that upper tier category? I don't, but those guys don't fall off of trees. And what I keep trying to preach to people is that these guys aren't going to be available. The tippy top guys who people think can be a legit number one wide receiver, scary wide receiver in the NFL – Marvin Harrison Jr., you don't have a chance at Marvin Harrison Jr. You don't have a chance at any of these guys. No. You can't trade for any of these guys. They don't let these guys hit free agency. It ain't happening. If you had a number one pick this year and you could maybe trade up or do what you wanted to to put him with Deshaun Watson, maybe you would have a chance. You're not going to do that unless you luck into it. So my whole point of view is let's not go diamond out and getting low on Amari Cooper. I got to ask more of Elijah Moore. I have to ask more somehow and it's not fair to him. It's, this is not fair. I have to ask more of, of, of David Njoku. I really have to ask more out of Deshaun Watson, but that's another conversation for another day. Well, obviously, any team that would lose their version of a number one, we all agree Amari Cooper is their number one. Any any team that would lose that guy, that would put a a season in peril uh, in, in certain offenses. Uh, you know, I'd be very nervous, very nervous, like last year, had they have lost Amari Cooper for any period of time. Njoku is really good, and he really, really came on. And his production, uh, you could you could make a case that that, that that's not the end. What we saw last year is not the best David Njoku could do. He could certainly uh, put up better numbers. It was really than he good did last year. Yeah, and if he had if if you have more consistent mm-hmm. quarterback play, well, with if him, he and Deshaun Watson yes. get, get any kind of a rhythm, yeah, because his season took off last year after Watson went down. They need to find that connection. But if you didn't have Amari Cooper, you'd be in big trouble. Well, we found what made last season so exciting. Well, I, I think what made it fulfilling is that we found a lot of answers for a lot of things. Amari Cooper, there's still a lot there. Now, he's going to be approaching 30, so there's going to be a question of how much longer he's going to be able to do it. But I found answers about Amari Cooper that some people might have had questions. David Njoku was the biggest answers that I found. I mean, we have been waiting for for David Njoku for seven, what, years. seven years to be that breakout tight end and maybe he doesn't stay, have the same type of name as some of the other tight ends. But if you watched him this season, just how good he was, I don't think there's any question about his talent. It made me ask questions about other positions. It makes me ask questions about the quarterback. I don't have any. I don't have any reason right now anymore to question David Njoku. That's done, and I think a lot of fans obviously agree with that. I don't have many reasons to question Amari Cooper other than when's he going to have a drop off just because of his age. 
I got questions of Elijah Moore. I need more out of Elijah Moore, and that means I need more out of that coaching staff because I can't be goofing off with him. I'm going to need Andrew Barry to solidify that running back position with or without Nick Chubb to start off this season. I think Nick Chubb's going to be a Brown. I don't think they're going to start the season with him because I think he's still going to be coming back from injury. Well, I have to solidify that running game because I can't just be goofing off with Elijah Moore in the backfield this coming year. This is a big year for him. It's year four. He doesn't have a contract. We got to see what we have out of this guy. Any other draft picks that they've taken over the last few years? Have have we given up on the thought that they could be a clear-cut number two? Of any of these guys? Cedric Tillman? That's, I mean, that's the one that has the body and the, the, the physical traits that you think. I mean, David Bell, I, see, yeah, I mean, Owen's already rolling his eyes. David Bell. No, it wasn't an eye roll. That was a. Uh, what? I, Tillman, I've seen the things that you need a receiver who's on the field consistently to do from him, one of which is the downfield blocking. He does that really he well. He does. He does. He uh, is Bell. Maybe you can put him in the slot sometimes. And Cedric Tillman is a he's a project. I mean, he, he's right. still not running the right routes. Am I going to expect that this year? I I hope maybe, but I can't expect that this year. Well, send him the routes and but, get started. It's February. You know, this is this is also be at the Greenbrier. Where I, I now have the to, players that'll make a difference won't show up. They don't at all. The they won't have to go to the Greenbrier. <laughs> but I I have to go back and look at number four here and go. What are you going to be doing to be make sure you're on the same page? I'm not talking about taking them to Punta Cana or anything like that. How are we going to be on the same page with all our wide receivers and make sure that we know each other? Because there's going to be a point where you step up in the pocket and run left or run right. What are we doing to make sure that we know where each other are going so we can find each other? Because I'm not going to try. You asked me about starting to reel him in to make sure that he's healthy. I don't know if that's what I really want to do. I want to make sure he's comfortable. What are you doing to work with these other wide receivers wide receivers, to make sure you guys are on the same page? Because I got to get something out of these guys because I can't get a number one this year, guys. I don't think it's going to happen unless you get lucky, unless Cedric Tillman takes off or unless you draft a guy coming up here and he ends up being this a Stefan Diggs fifth rounder from Maryland, something like that. It's possible, but I just wouldn't count on it. And so next year, yeah, you'll have a first-round pick again. Maybe next year's the year you can find a number one. Wide receivers are plentiful. We can talk about it. Maybe you can find one of those guys. Maybe you can trade or make an argument to trade up for one of those guys. But that depends again. How's Deshaun Watson doing with these other wide receivers? Does Cedric Tillman look better? Does Elijah Moore look better then? Because then I can make the argument with Deshaun and say, you did do what a franchise quarterback's supposed to do and make these guys better. Made David Bell a legitimate wide receiver option third or fourth within an offense, depending on injuries as the season goes on. You did continue the good stuff with David Njoku there. So then I'd love to make that argument. I just don't know now. And this year, everything tells me it's impossible where we keep wasting our breath with number one and people keep talking, we need a number one. Okay, I don't know where you're going to find it. You know, I, I need, I, I need, a, I need to make sure the roofs are over my head. I need to make sure that I have a, a retirement plan that I can live on for the rest of my life. Well, I can't do that now. I can't just make sure that stuff now. So there's certain things that you you just have to you have to make do and do without. And Amari Cooper is a pretty great way to make do, quote unquote, with not having that scary. Stop your heart wide receiver threat. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think his game is going to be that negatively impacted by age. I, I think he'll be, in many ways, same guy. Maybe maybe there's a few more missed games. He is such a scientist with running a route yeah. that his, his 
position will help him. His age will not be as hampered with it. If the injuries happen, he's just not available. Obviously, that's going to do it. But the expectation, I think, that comes with him and the salary and the trade and him being the number one wide receiver for this year might sour him a little bit in some fans' eyes. But because he's such a good route runner, I think that that will change as time goes on. I think that he can still have a nice few more years left in his career. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. Terry Polito at 8 o'clock. He wrote a really nice defining piece on Kyrie Irving. And why Kyrie Irving, not just the number two overall when it comes to the LeBron James era, maybe the second greatest Cavalier of all time. Terry Pluto joins us at eight. Up next, Tone, my father-in-law is testing my ego. That's my fault, not his. Fix my life on the fan. Sometimes you just need a fix. FML, my life. My life. FML, fix my life. Danny, what do we do? Fixing lives. My life. I'm having a crisis of confidence. I'd like to ask you both about something here. Your father-in-law fixes everything for you, correct? He's absolutely great. Handyman that I need, since I am not that. Nobody fixes anything for Owen except for Owen. Yep. And my life's constantly broken. I am having a situation where my my father-in-law visits about once a week with my mother-in-law. And they were over yesterday, and I called, and I said, I'm on my way home. This is after the podcast. And she goes, what do you No, she texted me in the morning that's what it was she goes what do you have that my dad can fix and I'm like well this isn't pointless busy work here I don't want to just make him seem like he's coming over to just give him something to do like he's oh, let's give the old man something to do like it's not that but I I start like thinking the things I go because the sons I don't know what they did to that upstairs faucet in that shower but either way like I had water coming through the one day a couple of months ago from the, the 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 hallway closet, the whole thing I was getting real pissed off about. And I had it kind of rigged up to where it was covered, and I had to make sure that water wasn't getting in there until I could caulk it. Well, I haven't had time to caulk the thing. And I go, fix the fix that. You know, check the driveway. Because I my concrete I feel is moving around and I think I'm going crazy. Check the driveway. Well, everything's always check, moving. Check the utility. I know concrete always moves. Everything. But plate tectonics. Yeah. I just Damn wanted to make... house, the siding, everything moves. And, and I do think about this. I go, you know, he isn't going to be all here forever. I really need to learn these things that he's doing. Because the, he has a calming influence of just, listen, you do it this way, and that's all. No big deal. Like, I'm talking more authoritarian, authoritarian than what he is when he talks to me. It's like, hey, just do it this way, and everything will be fine. And I'm going, I need to learn all this stuff. And it's another one of these things where I can't be home all the time. I can't be home as much. And when I told you, when Liz got that guy to plow our driveway, you know, it's it just feels like I'm in the corner of the hotel room sitting in the lawn chair. And then when I got my the father-in-law fixing your, the house that my name's on, damn it. your manhood. It, there is a, it's been erased. There's an ego thing there. There's an ego thing there. But how do you balance that with, and it's, it is nice at times just to pay somebody to come and do it. But I don't even pay them. And then it's done. I know. I'm just saying, you know, when, when this becomes something that you can't rely on nearly as much, you know, it, it, there, is, there is something to be said. I know, Owen, without a doubt, there's, it's a gratifying thing to yourself to be able to get down on your hands and knees and put flooring in and look at the finished product and it's good. But you can do it. I know people that have done all that, and it has been bad. And then they pay my friends over at Floors with a Z. And there is something to be said for, whew, 
I just called them. They did it. They took care of it, and it's over. Well, there's things that I would rather not do because I'm not a professional at it. And Owen's done a fantastic job. And I know you asked Owen the question, but I'll just say, like, okay, I if you want to call Flores with a D, Z, if Liz wants to do that, call Flores with a Z. That's fine. My whole thing is the day-to-day maintenance of the home. The stuff you shouldn't need to call somebody. I get, I get, I feel bad about it, and it hurts my ego because I'm going, my father-in-law shouldn't have to take care of this. I should have taken care of that. And it bothers me. No, I think I think there's a lot to it. But, I mean, there is a whole market for handymen, guys that just come over and do this stuff, that'll come hang a picture for you or put a shelf up, you know, those things that you feel like you can do. The problem for you really is not so much the fixing of the house, but finding the time yes. and working it into yes. yes. your already busy schedule. He's got too yes. many college football games to watch. Well, that's last true. Year. And He's got books to, see every to read one. about the 1968 Minnesota football There's team. There's way too many serial killers. He, he has to investigate. There's no, he doesn't have time for all this. There's, I did think about that when I, th- when I saw the lover killer uh, stalker thing. <laughs> I go, you know what? I couldn't be sitting here. I should go upstairs and fix that damn shower. And I didn't do it because I got to see who if she actually killed this lady or not. Like, I had to do it. And so then I feel bad about it because I go, you Two can birds, act- Kenny, two birds with one stone. Invite the serial killer over to but do the, the one thing No, about- they're doing Well, I can't. I don't want to give it away. Sorry. The go thing ahead. about your father-in-law helping, though, isn't this not him helping around the house specifically, but that's why you guys moved to that side of town, yes, right? Yes, I know. To be more closer. involved with them. But it bothers me because he's not. it's not about him just doing it whatever. It's that I'm not there to learn the things to do, to see it done hands-on. YouTube is a hell of a tool. I understand that. But I got a guy who's built two houses at my disposal right yeah. there that can show me how to do these things. Yeah, when you've I already did, answered your own question. When I did that plumbing situation over there at the other house on the west side when we lived there, yeah. like he took me through it and drew it up in ways that I would understand it. Because there's a lot of things. My dad was good at math, but my dad would do the the flashlight thing, and it would it 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 would get very ugly. Kenny, are you under the impression? Have you been of the mindset that anybody can learn this stuff? No, because it's all on YouTube. No, it is. You have to have if you go through the proper, if you can listen and follow directions, and you don't skip steps, you can learn it. I don't think there's a lot of people who have the patience for it anymore. Oh, there you go. Patience. That, that is a big deal. And, oh, and I, I think, think that. Uh, I think if you get per- put in certain situations in life where you don't have many other options, you begin to develop the patience it, for it. That's true. But it scares me. It does scare me as a man because I think that there's things. My dad could fix anything. My father-in-law obviously could fix anything. I can fix some things. Most things. Lima has been surprised at the things that I mm-hmm. have actually done in my homes that I've lived in. And I'm looking at going, can I pass this on to my sons here? Because there's still, you can have whatever point of view you want. A man has to be a man and a man of the house. Well, there's a a big void here. Think about it. You you have a lot of people having children later. You have people living in apartments a lot longer because housing's not affordable. Are these things going to be passed out? Cars and trucks that you can't work on because of the computer software involved? You can't even get to some of the stuff. It's not like people keep them less or shorter than they used to. Sure, sure. So a lot of these lessons are they going to be lost generationally, the way that just society is today? I, I what the hell am I going to show my son? Show him how to watch The Bachelor and critically break down a movie, talk about the themes of the movie. Is that is that really? 
You have a how lot to of use good- an Oxford comma in MLA or AP style writing. Are these the things I'm going to pass on to my son? What a waste. You have a lot of strong political opinions you could pass oh, on yeah. to. Which are ever evolving, Kenny. Oh, I, yeah, you're. Oh. you're remember. Remember, oh, I he's, didn't. He's I, changing. Folks. I know I didn't change. The oh, party yeah. changed. We got a real Lieberman on our hands <laughs> over here, folks. You are changing. Right in front of our very own eyes. What's Joe Manchin calling himself this week? <laughs> He's calling himself Anthony Lima right, at this moment. It does. It, it does concern me. And it, I, I think there's probably a lot of mid-30s men who I, I think it would have to concern them too. And remember, I live my two good, my best friends in the neighborhood. One is a guy who, I mean, he's a police officer, and he's, he, I mean, he's done a lot of renovations of his own. But I got the other one. He's an IT guy, and the other guy is an engineer. These are people who follow and critically do things and know how to fix these things in a critical fashion. And then I'm just over here going, well, you know, I mean, if Darius Garland, uh, you know, starts to figure it out. You know, some people can do both, though, Ken. Doesn't make you feel as good as a man. I, I give you proper credit for that. I do. So I don't see what the problem is. Uh, Frizz at 2-2. You got a... On, on, on X, brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Our ceiling fan was making some awful banging noise last night, and I got the step stool out. I flipped that little switch to change its direction. Fixed! I strutted around like I was Max Drew hitting the game winner. Got a real Bob Vila over there. <laughs> That's all fine and dandy now, but when you're sucking air up instead of distributing air in July, how are you going to feel? You're going to have to flip that switch good, back. Yep, you're going to have to flip that switch right back and down. And then guess what happens? Yep. <laughs> That ain't good. I'm good with toilets. I'm good with... I, I'm actually better with ceiling fans than you'd think, even though they, putting up ceiling fans, are it, it sucks. That's the worst thing ever. I feel like that's what TaskRabbit is for. You no. pull out the app. That sucks. Have someone come over. You just do this for me, please. There's certain things that you just... You do not want to do. And ceiling fans, Tone, if, if Sarah's getting you to put in ceiling fans at some point... Oh, that'll never happen. We have done the ceiling fan oh rodeo my in my house. <laughs> the fans that are in current rooms were not there when we purchased them. I did house. all but one in the old house. All but one. Oh, I'm not saying replace them. No. We swapped rooms. Oh, geez. I didn't even know that. Yeah. All right. That was a deal. I better learn everything I can because my father-in-law ain't going to be there forever and neither is my father. And my dad won't even answer my phones anymore now that he has a girlfriend. Could be some bonding time. That's another thing. Maybe she can come over and fix it. I tried to call him twice last week. He didn't call me back. And it's not a thing where she's bogarting his time. I told you, she can have all the time she wants. I just got to make sure he's okay. For the you even said she can have all the assets. That she wants. Yeah. Give me a pen, ma'am. Now I'll that's sign a man. anything you want me to sign. That's a man right you there, think, Kenny. You think after my dad passes, I want to go into that house and have to do all that stuff? No. Come on up here. I'll sign away it all. I don't care about any of it. Coming up next, Terry Pluto. Kyrie Irving, is he the number two Cleveland Cavalier of all time? He said a lot of things last night that would really start to put that olive branch back out there with Cavs fans. Terry Pluto, Cleveland Plain Dealer, joins us next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.